0: Spiritual Sword Media presents The Anchor of the Soul with Mike Hickson, preacher for the Olive Branch Church of Christ in Olive Branch, Mississippi. And now, Mike Hickson. Grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love. I would imagine that if you and I were to try to identify the most popular psalm, it would be the 23rd psalm. And there are probably a lot of reasons for that. This particular psalm has comforted the hearts of individuals down through the years. It is a psalm that should inspire each of us to look to the Lord as our shepherd in life. We want to look at Psalm 23 and think about what David penned hundreds of years ago and how it is applicable to us even as we live in this day and age. The first thing that I want to call your attention to is his relationship to the shepherd. And I would begin by pointing out that David's relationship to the shepherd was a personal one. Listen to what the psalmist said in the long ago. The Lord is my shepherd, singular and possessive in nature. David has been called a man after God's own heart. And when you begin to examine his life, even though it was no doubt comprised of faults and frailties, there were a lot of good things in the life of King David. And David, I believe, had a great love for Almighty God, and he enjoyed a very close and intimate relationship with the Lord. We're called upon to look to the Lord as the shepherd of our life. And I believe that when we look at Psalm 23, we are reminded of the personal relationship that we should sustain to the good shepherd. There are two things that come to my mind as I read Psalm 23 at verse 1. The first thing, as I contemplate the personal relationship that David had To his shepherd, that is, to Almighty God. You and I, as the people of God, when we look to the Lord as the shepherd of our lives, there needs to be a sense of belonging on our part. In other words, we need to view ourselves as belonging to God. Take, for example, what Jesus said in John chapter 10 at verse 14. He said, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep. Jesus looked upon those who would be his disciples as his sheep, a very close and intimate relationship sustained between the shepherd and the sheep. Jesus, because of his great love for the sheep, back in verse 11 of that same chapter, said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. We belong to the Lord. We are his and he is ours. Think for a moment about how the Bible describes the relationship that we enjoy with the Lord. Jesus is pictured as our good shepherd. In 1 John chapter 3, the Bible talks about how We, as the people of God, are the children, the sons of God. John said, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the sons of God, or the children of God. We are His people. And in light of that, we need to understand that we belong to Him. Take, for example, what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19. When he said, Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit which is in you, which you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And so we belong to the Lord. And there should be a sense of belonging on our part. As I said a moment ago, we are his and he is ours. He is our good shepherd. But not only do we see David and his personal relationship to the good shepherd, and in light of that personal relationship, there was a sense of belonging, but also there was a unique bond that existed between him and his shepherd, the Father. And there is a unique bond that exists between us today because we are Believers. We are God's people. The bond that exists between between us and the Lord is unbreakable if we simply follow His will. Again, go back to John chapter 10. In John chapter 10, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, in verse 27. In verse 28, he said, and I give them eternal life. You and I, as sheep, we follow the Lord. This bond is unique. We're striving to walk in the footsteps of the Lord. Now, when we talk about the personal relationship that David had to God and the relationship that we should sustain. Let me just make this statement. Sometimes I think maybe we have a textbook knowledge of God. Maybe we understand God in theory, but we've never really made him an intimate part of our daily lives. And by that, I simply mean that there is an ongoing relationship that is sustained between us and our Lord. How is it that we perpetuate this relationship between us and the Lord? Well, one way is we spend time in prayer. Think about David. Here's David out watching over his flock. And I'm reminded of Psalm 55 when David said, Evening and morning and noon... Will I pray and cry aloud? And he shall hear my voice. So here's David out here in the fields, in the pastures, and what's he doing? He's praying to the Lord. He's nurturing that relationship. What about you? Are you nurturing your relationship with the Lord? And then also we think about spending time with the Lord in His Word. Jesus talked about how He is the good shepherd. And His sheep hear His voice. And He said, I know them and they follow Me. How are we going to know the Lord? How are we going to have this intimate relationship with Him if we do not know His Word? Again, I think about David in Psalm 119. At verse 97, he said, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. In Psalm 1 at verse 2, the psalmist said that his delight was in the law of Jehovah. And he said, In that law he meditated day and night. Again, think about David out watching over his sheep as a shepherd. And while he's tending his flock, what's he doing? He's thinking about, he's pondering over the Scriptures, over the Word of God, the law of God. And you and I tonight, we are challenged to spend time in the Word of God, to make that relationship with the Lord very real, to make it personal, to become intimately acquainted with the Lord. So first of all, we think about his relationship to the shepherd. But then in the second place, let me call your attention to his riches because of the shepherd. And now I want you to to focus on the great provisions provided by the shepherd. There are several things that, that David talks about that should inspire us. Number one... David talks about how the good shepherd, or the shepherd, feeds. Listen to him in verse 2. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Shepherds, no doubt, would take their flock out to a pasture that, that had lush green grass, so that the sheep might... Feed upon the fields of God's creation. I said just a moment ago that one of the ways that we nurture our relationship with the Lord is by spending time in His Word. Jesus talks about in John chapter 6 how He is the bread of life. And we know that He has given us physical sustenance so that we might survive, spiritually speaking. What is that physical or spiritual nourishment that we must have in order to live, spiritually speaking. Well, it's the Word of God. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, Peter said, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word, that you may grow thereby. There is no way that you and I will adequately grow and be what God wants us to be if we do not spend time in His Holy Word. Was it not Jesus that said in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. How much time do you spend reading and studying the Word of God? How much time do you spend each day delving into the commandments of God? Trying to glean precious truths from the pages of the Bible. And so first of all, the shepherd feeds, but then also he leads look at what is said not only does he make not only does he make me to lie down in green pastures but he leads me beside the still waters sheep are said to be very nervous animals and based on what individuals that know about sheep have said in days gone by they're unable to, to drink from a bubbling brook. And so they need to find a quiet, still place to drink. Jesus, in John chapter 4, in his conversation with the woman from Samaria, at Jacob's well, talked about the living water that he had to offer. And one of the things that comes to my mind as I, as I think about What Jesus has to offer or what the Good Shepherd has to offer us today is the fact that He can calm our phobias, our fears. I said just a moment ago that sheep are by nature nervous animals. And you and I, as a result of living in the world, and because of of the various things that are going on in life, we typically find ourselves filled with anxiety or nervousness. But Jesus can calm our anxieties. It's interesting to me that in Matthew chapter 6 in the Sermon on the Mount, three times in that, in that chapter, Jesus makes this statement, Do not worry. That's what the Lord said. Is it not the case that if we look to Him, that He can help to, to quell our phobias, our fears, our anxieties, our nerves? There are a lot of people today whose lives are, are literally coming apart at the seams, and yet Jesus, the Good Shepherd, can calm our phobias and our fears. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4 at verse 7, In nothing be anxious, but in everything... With prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall guard your hearts and lives in Christ Jesus. And so, we think about the calming effect the Lord can have on our life. I'm also reminded of what Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 5 at verse 7. Sometimes individuals walk about in life, and it seems as if they're about to bow under the pressures the burdens and the responsibilities that they carry from day to day. Peter said, casting all your care on Him, for He cares for you. That's one of the great attributes of the Good Shepherd. He cares for each of us, personally, individually. He feeds and He leads. The psalmist said, He also leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. One of the things that I like about the Good Shepherd is he will put us on the correct pathway in life. Did you know that if you follow the Good Shepherd, that if you live in conformity to his will, you'll not be disappointed? There are a lot of people in our our city, in our region, in our country, whose lives are in utter disarray. When I watch the news or when I pick up the newspaper and I read about some of the things that are going on in, in our world today, it leaves me shaking my head. This past week there was a, a double homicide in this city. And there might be a number of reasons as to why two individuals are in the cemetery today who were alive and well over a week ago. The taproot of it all is many people are not following the good shepherd. You just think about if you're following the word of God, the Lord's going to put you on the right path. If you follow his word, remember again what Jesus said, my sheep. Hear my voice. I know them and they what? They follow me. If you follow the Lord, a lot of the mayhem and a lot of the problems that are are so common to people in our world, those problems won't be a part of your life. If you and I try to live a godly, righteous life, we we can overcome... A lot of problems in this life. There are a lot of individuals in our city, in our society, whose lives have been wrecked by alcohol and drugs, premarital and extramarital relationships. Their lives have been wrecked by violence and crime and murder. And yet, if we'll just follow the Word of God, we can avoid a lot of those problems. And so, the psalmist said that the, the shepherd, he feeds, he leads, he also restores. Look at what is said in verse 3. He restores my soul. Sheep are said to be the kind of animals that if they fall and actually flip over on their backside, they're unable to get up on their own. And so the shepherd has to go and find the sheep, pick him up, get him upright, and they have poor circulation. And sometimes the shepherd has to to literally begin rubbing the sheep in his bosom, trying to, to revive it, to bring it back to life. I believe that this shows the value of the sheep to the shepherd. And you and I tonight, we need to understand that we are intrinsically valuable in the eyes of the good shepherd. Why do you think Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep? Read Luke 15 when Jesus talks about the man who loses one sheep out of a hundred. What does he do? He goes out and searches diligently to find that one sheep. Why? Because it's, greatly, it's of great value. And you and I, we are of great value in the eyes of God, if we'll only recognize that. He feeds, he leads, he restores, and then also, the psalmist said, he consoles. Look at verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This morning I asked the question, what's the worst possible scenario that could happen in your life? There are a lot of bad things that could happen to all of us, individually and even collectively. But I would imagine that for most people, if you were to begin taking a poll of the general population, what is it that you fear the most? I would imagine that most people would say they fear death. Many years ago, when I was just a boy in Chattanooga, I can remember my grandmother's sister was in the hospital and she was dying. My mother told me that they had called for the local preacher to come to the hospital. And I wondered why. Why would, why would they need the preacher there? And she said, well... When you talk about death, I guess it's a fearful thing. And so people need soothing. They need comforting. You and I tonight, we need to to understand that even though, as David said, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord will be with us. There is no place that you and I can escape the presence of Almighty God. I would encourage you to read Psalm 139 when you have the chance. In Psalm 139, the psalmist underscores the omnipresence of God, the fact that God is everywhere. There is nowhere that you can go to escape the presence of God, not even in death. What great comfort that should be to all of us. And David is saying, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, though you and I may one day walk the quarters of death, and we will, unless the Lord comes first. The assurance is that the Lord will be with us. I like also what Jesus said in Luke 16 when he talked about the rich man and Lazarus. When Lazarus died, the Bible says, Jesus said in his narration of that story, that the angels bore the soul of Lazarus over into the Hadean realm known as Abraham's bosom or paradise. We're not going to die alone. The Lord will be with us. I've told the story before, but I think it helps to make the point. There should be confidence in all of us as we think about death. The late Gus Nichols was said to have come to the close of his life only to ask one of his sons and a friend to read to him one last time every verse they could find in the Bible about heaven. And interestingly, he wanted them to stand on one side of his bed because he said on the other side of the bed, the angels are going to come and bear my soul into Hades. Well, you and I, we're not going to have to walk the quarters of death alone because the Lord will be with us. And the Bible assures us that He will not only console but comfort us. But then in the third place, as we look to Psalm 23, I want you to think about His refuge in the good shepherd or in the shepherd. As we think about his refuge, the first thing that I would suggest unto you is the fact that he enjoyed protection. Note verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. David here talks about how he could literally sit down and eat in the presence of his enemies. Many times we are fearful to to contemplate such a picture. To be seated amidst our adversaries, our tormentors, our enemies. And yet the picture here is of a shepherd protecting his sheep. And David is saying here that there is refuge in the Lord. The Lord would sustain him. He would be a shelter for him. And the Lord today is a haven for all of us in times of distress. In a day and time when we as the people of God may have adversaries about us and enemies of the cross to know that the Lord will protect us, that he will be with us. But also, not only do we find his protection, but David speaks of his prosperity, his salvation. Look at verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. To know that one day you and I will be with the Lord forevermore. There are a lot of great things that we can experience in this life. Aren't you grateful that we live in a world that has been created by loving God, that He has blessed us immeasurably? David said in the long ago, my cup runs over. If you and I were to begin to sit down and try to count every blessing that we enjoy, we simply would not have the paper to write it all down. James said every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above. God has blessed us immeasurably to the extent that in Psalm 23, verse 1, David said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Whatever we need, God has blessed us with or will bless us with in the spiritual realm. And one of the great blessings that we enjoy is the hope of heaven. To know that there is a home prepared for us beyond this veil of tears. I would challenge you sometime to take a song book and just count the number of songs in our hymn book that relate to heaven. We sing a lot about heaven and we read a lot about heaven. But have we made it real in our own lives? Do we really understand that we are living today for heaven tomorrow? David said, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. One day, known only to God, his son will come. And you and I will be ushered into that heavenly home to be with him forevermore. What a wonderful thought. When you and I look at Psalm 23, it should inspire us. It should challenge us, comfort us. Ultimately, it should be a psalm that we look to from day to day, recognizing that the Good Shepherd rules in our lives. Tonight, it might be the case that you're not a Christian. Maybe you've never obeyed the gospel. Maybe you've never taken to heart what Jesus said in John 10 verse 11 when he acknowledged, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. He prefaced that by saying, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The Lord can give you an abundant life, a better life, if only you'll turn to him. What would you need to do? On Pentecost Day, the Bible says that those who were assembled were commanded by the Apostle Peter to repent, to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and the promise being that they would be added to the body of Christ, according to Luke in Acts 2, verse 47. Peter, on that great and notable day, had preached the first gospel sermon. Many of those people had been pricked in their hearts And they wanted to know what they needed to do to be right with the Lord. Remission of sins comes to those who obey the gospel. They become members of the body of Christ. And the Bible says that Jesus is the Savior of that body in Ephesians 5, verse 23. It might be the case that you're here, you're not faithful to the cause of Christ. Maybe you are a straying sheep. Maybe your life is not what it should be. Why not come back to the good shepherd? Why not come to the one who gives eternal life? What would you need to do? Well, the Bible says you need to repent, to turn from sin. Jesus said, except you repent, you will all likewise perish. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, verse 9. Hi, my Mike Hickson. We hope you've enjoyed the Anchor the Soul radio broadcast. Our worship services at the Olive Branch Church of Christ begin at 10 a.m. each Sunday morning. Our Sunday evening service starts at 6 p.m. If you're in the Olive Branch area, we would love to have you visit with us. Services at the Olive Branch Church of Christ are streamed live over the Internet each week. Please visit our website for additional details. That website is www.olivebranchchurchofchrist.org. Join us again next Sunday morning on this station at 8.30 a.m. for the Anchor of the Soul. This is a presentation of Spiritual Sword Media.